You're listening to Campus Review Radio. Hi, I'm Wade Zaglis, the Education Editor for Campus Review. One of Victoria University's sports diversity and social change researchers, Dr Brent MacDonald, is about to embark on a two-year project titled Changemakers, Empowering Sports to Enhance Social Inclusion for Migrants and Refugees. The project was just one of 57 that secured a grant of 330000 from a pool of over 800 applicants. The goal of the project is to empower newly arrived migrants and refugees in Melbourne's west to participate in sport and physical activity as a means of social inclusion. Dr MacDonald, migrant and new refugees in Melbourne have been stigmatised in both politics and the popular media. Putting so-called gang reporting in the media aside, was there a problem with many new ethnic groups not feeling part of Australia? Now, that's a, an interesting question. I think um, we probably probably need to change the tense on that in terms of wars. I think migrants from a variety of ethnic backgrounds um, have uh, not not feeling part of Australia has been an issue for a long time and continues to be so. Um, I suppose there are a variety of practices uh, of othering um, that occur, some of them benign and others quite hostile, um, that migrants can be subject to in their daily interactions in society. Um, you know, and so for sure there are elements of um, mass media and the political sphere that foster these forms of othering, you know, who belongs and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and these practices might include things like racism, stereotyping, xenophobia, profiling, and other forms of intolerance, Islamophobia, for example. I guess, you know, in the context of of what we're looking at, mainstream sport, these uh, exclusionary practices certainly can occur. However, there's kind of like a less overt level um, that research shows the sporting spaces can also be exclusionary or uh, not feeling part of uh, for participants from migrant backgrounds, uh, especially in relation to dominant cultural practices in those spaces. So in a way, uh, the key question that we want to think about is what do we mean by inclusion? So if inclusion is the removal of explicit processes of exclusion, then mostly every sporting club and mostly every space in Australia is inclusive. However, if we frame inclusion as the experiences one has in that space, uh, so in the the sport context, not just in the game, but in the broader um, context of being part of the sport in relation to a sense of belonging to the social environment of a club, a team, then the research suggests that sport and Australia remains paradoxically inclusive and exclusive. The, the press release said that the newly arrived migrants in Melbourne's West don't participate a lot in sports, often because of structural issues. Can you talk about this briefly? Yeah, look, I think, well, first thing we need to do is when we talk about those issues, we're kind of referring to the, the mainstream model of sport. And the mainstream model of Australian sport looks pretty much similar in most places. You know, it's a community-based club system. It's competitive. Uh, it runs on a season, usually on some sort of home and away and premiership uh, context. There are registration costs, there are fees, there are uniforms, there are referees, 
And then there's a whole range of cultural practices that go with that community sport. And we call that the mainstream organised sport model in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose if we think about uh, structural issues, then we we kind of see this on, on multiple levels. There's the first thing is the, most of these sporting organisations, and even at the community level, there is a lack of representation uh, in various organisation levels of the sport, such as the leadership positions and boards, committees, coaching of people from migrant or refugee backgrounds. Um, there are often unfamiliar or negative club environments. Uh, there's a, a, often the other barriers would be a, a lack of knowledge about participation opportunities. How do you get involved? Yeah. Um, there are the costs, the socioeconomic, so the financial uh, issues. Um, home and away and getting to and from, even training requires transport. Uh, the issue of language and language barriers, for example, in, in Brimbank, uh, which is one of the areas that we are doing our research in, you know, 46% of, of people who live in Brimbank uh, come from uh, uh, migrants to Australia and come from a, a non-English speaking background. So the language requirements of even joining a club are, are, are structural barriers. And then often clubs, uh, whilst being inclusive in that anyone can play, often uh, don't necessarily provide the various supports that might be required um, for people from diverse backgrounds. If I guess the other thing is also that uh, there are often structural problems on the other side in terms of lack of cultural or family support, particularly with um, the inclusion of girls and women into um, sporting contexts. I'm familiar with it, but for our listeners, what is the Change Makers Program and, and what will it involve or what does it... What is the main goal of it? Sure. Uh, well, look, I mean, it's <laughs> it's a nice name. Um, and really, it has a simple question at its essence. Uh, in all of our experiences, and the team of researchers involved in this, of researching in sports spaces in Australia, uh, a consistent thing that we come across in those spaces is the great people, the many great people, the volunteers, were well-meaning, passionate, dedicated and committed. And almost every single one of these people we meet in this context agrees on two things. They agree that equality is a good thing and they agree that sport should be for all people. And yet they are also totally aware that even within their own spaces, exclusion and marginalisation still occurs. So really our question is, well, how do you solve this problem? It's been researched a lot. We know about the barriers. We we know about the, the the issues. We know about some of the facilitators. But how do we overcome the difference between an intention on one hand, which is inclusion, and the outcome on the other, which is marginalisation or exclusion? So this project draws on previous research, uh, some of which was done at Victoria University, uh, which identified that some of the recommendations of how to affect change included uh, a greater sharing of uh, local knowledge and practices across sports clubs. So that the issue with sport is often even in trying to change things, they operate on a competitive basis. Uh, an example would be a competitive grant application to try to get money to uh, put on a new change room. So the various clubs compete with each other <laughs> to achieve 
a positive change. Uh, and so whilst that might be a positive change for one club, it's not a positive change for uh, that sport. So this greater sharing of knowledge and practices across clubs was one of the outcomes of uh, previous research. The second part was that volunteers and, uh, and uh, for want of a better term, a, a change maker, uh, need support. They need support that's ongoing and they need support that's holistic. It can't be just about uh, financial support. Uh, it, it has to be about support that provides those people who are passionate at the kind of at the very coalface of, of the of, of sport in in Australia to be supported. And the final thing was to critically examine club culture and norms and look to identify the, and transform some of these structural and cultural barriers that we see. So the change maker is really is really a response to this, mm-hmm. this research, and to our initial question of all these great people. And so this is a collaborative pro, uh, project that looks to ensure a sustainable change towards what we term the full inclusion of migrants and refugees in sport in uh, Melbourne's west. And full inclusion means it's not just about having you, know, you can play. But full inclusion is about feeling like you belong in a space. Um, and what that means is some of those spaces might have to change the way they do things. So we're aiming at creating uh, a community of practice with approximately 60 volunteers from a range of sports. Uh, and what we'll be doing is working with them to design and implement innovative change projects in their particular sports setting. So one of the issues with uh, uh, some of the research and some of the interventions that have been done in sport previously is they're kind of policy-driven and it's a one-size-fits-all. And the change makers wants to recognise the unique contextual differences between sports, between locales, between the people in those communities and between, you know, uh, the diversity of ethnic uh, migration to um, to Australia. Um, so as part of this, we'll be running a two-year project. Where we'll run eight workshops with our 60 volunteers and essentially we gather data from them, gather evidence and then work with them to develop their own transformative uh, action uh, projects in their sports club to achieve their goals, which they all state, which is, we want sport to be for all, and we believe equality is a great thing. So to take the well-meaning intentions and to, to add capacity to those individuals to um, make these changes. Uh, I suppose in doing this, we will be providing that, uh, that one of the recommendations from previous research, which is that holistic, ongoing support. So we'll be starting with these uh, change makers and then working with them across that two-year project, uh, not just with the eight um, workshops that we'll be running, but on-site, in their club, and then co- through that community of practice, uh, the ideas of and the things that, that work, the things that don't work, will be, will be uh, uh, discussed, will be workshops, and then we'll be building, I suppose, more, I suppose, for competitive uh, environment, but a cooperative environment whereby 
various sports and various clubs work with each other to improve the conditions of those experiences for not just at their club, but in their competition. Um, this will also include um, informal sports as well, and that's an important aspect of this uh, this, this uh, project is the incorporation of informal activities into some of these mainstream um, sporting spaces. Uh, as we do this, we kind of we we are strong believers that the knowledge that is created is co-created through the process. The solutions will be specifically contextually based and sustainable because they will be driven by the people who are doing uh -huh. the work on the ground. Community. They won't be policy statements. They'll be action-based statements and we'll be able to see and track the changes that occur over that time. And the idea is then that there will be a ripple effect. We've, we've um, targeted some organisations, one of them being Wyndham Basketball Association. It has a four, four and a half, five thousand members. Uh, it has uh, multiple levels of competition. It has community clubs linked to it. Um, we see that we can create best practices in, in some of these sporting organisations that can then have a ripple effect in that this becomes the way to do inclusion. Um, in a genuine, as I said before, in uh, like full inclusion uh, to transform um, sports spaces and so that they become spaces that you know achieve the things that sports can do, um, which is create places for people to belong, uh, great enjoyment, uh, experience uh, lifelong uh, physical activity, um, and be able to engage in those spaces in multiple ways, not just as players, but as parents, as, as volunteers themselves, as all those things that are part of the, the community sport model. Finally, Dr. McDonald, um, this is a massive project and I can understand why it would take two years, but what, are, what, what other experiences have you had or seen in regards to sports uh being a gateway for um, inclusion and, and building capacity to kind of bring people together through previous research? Yeah, look, uh, the team itself that we're, that we're working with uh, has done research uh, variously with uh, different communities within the context of Victoria, uh, including the, uh, uh, the Somali community, Pacifica community, um, Asylum Seeker Resource uh, uh, Centres, uh, soccer team, and we kind of have this uh, broader experience of seeing both the possibilities and the pitfalls of um, being involved in sport. You know, sport can be one of the uh, can be a very free space. Um, certainly, historically, we can see um, the formation of soccer clubs, for example, around particularly. Uh, ethnic uh, migrant groups um, have provided great spaces of freedom uh, and great spaces of expression. Uh, that maybe in other parts of society, those uh, migrants weren't able to experience those things. So sport offers that, but at the same time, the the dominant model of sport is paradoxical. Uh, often competition turns into forms of aggression. Uh, often competition 
alienate those who can't play. So some of the research with uh, refugees uh, that we did previously identified that soccer, for example, can be a great game as long as you know how to play soccer. What if you've got no sporting background? Uh, and so there's a lot of taken for granted uh, qualities in sports. And we would like to think of sport in a, in a different way, um, that it has potential to do other things, but as we kind of identify, we need to critically examine the, the taken for grantedness or the common sense that exists in that sporting space to begin with. And that would be some of our, um, our, uh, our previous findings is that uh, sport can be incredibly empowering for, for some people uh, from, from migrant backgrounds. At the same time, there can be some terrible experiences in those spaces. Mm-hmm. And often what we find is that the terrible experiences uh, can override the positive and then being agents in our, our own choices in, our, in, in the way we live our life, people actively then move away from those spaces and choose not to do those things anymore, even though they are activities that give people pleasure and meaning and community and all those sorts of uh, benefits that um, we would like to think can occur in those spaces. That's right. Well, it's definitely a big and um, important project. Uh, Dr. Brent McDonald from Victoria University, thank you for speaking to Campus Review. That's clear, Wayne. Thank you.